This is a special holiday treat from the Nostalgic Millennial Podcast. We're releasing the first episode of our Patreon retrospective bi-weekly series. In this segment, we share our nostalgia over our previous episodes of Nostalgia. This week, we're covering our first and most popular episode, Top 5 Nick Shows. And uh, let's just say the episode would have looked very different if we were doing it today. We can't wait for you to hear about it. Enjoy. All right, guys. Well, we just recorded our first behind-the-scenes episode, and now we are recording our first retrospective episode, where we will be reviewing our first episode about our top five Nick shows. Uh, Just a quick thank you to anybody who is listening to this, because that means that you are in the $10 patron tier, and we cannot tell you how much we appreciate that. We uh, already kind of talked about um, what we're doing with the funds and how grateful we are uh, in that behind the scenes episode. Uh, And you can hear that too, uh, if you were listening to this, because that is for the $5 and above uh, tier. So uh, definitely go back and check that out if you missed out on it. And we'll give you a shout out, but we don't know who you are yet because we're recording this before releasing the Patreon. But, uh, you will get, you, you know, we'll be shouting you out. And we're going to be doing our, our appreciation. Yeah, we'll be doing our best to, to shout out everybody. And don't forget to get on the Discord server. You should have at some point received a message from us with the link. It is exclusive to our patrons. Nobody who uh, is not part of the, the Patreon can get in. So you basically have direct access to us. Now, the, the idea behind these retrospectives is basically to, first of all, in a way, I mean, this is going to be nostalgic for us because we're going back to our work that we did many months ago, and we're going to, to sort of go through again what we talked about, new ideas that we have, memories we have, maybe from creating the episode, or if we had, maybe our opinion has changed, or we have new ideas, or you know, really anything just sort of going back and getting back into those earlier episodes. So we're going to go in order. So we are starting today with the first episode. Top five Nick shows. Nostalgia within nostalgia. Nostalgia exception. And then we'll be able to go back talking about the retrospective of the episode. But man, this top five Nick shows, this this was heavy, man. Very heavy. Twenty. I watched twenty-five episodes. I even subscribed <laughs> to Paramount Plus for this one, and it was it was a big project. Probably, I mean, considering it was our first one, it was just all over the place, and I was so nervous because I legitimately did not know what subjects you'd be covering. So that made it a little bit harder, and that was kind of the last one we did where we were like blind because i just don't like being blind i want to know what i can do and talk about with you so i can add stuff not on the fly and so i, I kind of figured are oh, you afraid of the dark and in hidden temple but the other three there's so many good shows that you easily could have picked some fringe shows like alex mack that i was just afraid of thankfully we lined up on oh wait no we didn't you picked shelby woo <laughs> which was insane and i just was at a loss <laughs> dude the mystery files of shelby woo it is a classic it is definitely like a b-tier uh nickelodeon show um i still love it i, I love stuff that's b-tier sometimes b movies etc um but uh yeah that was a real curveball <laughs> um i 
think that like you were you're right because uh, we went into this without telling each other what our, our list was. That was sort of part of what we thought would be the fun of it. We debated be, that pretty substantially. We did. We were kind of back and forth about whether or not to know, but we decided to go in blind. And I don't know. I think maybe if we did it again, I'd probably want to maybe do it a little bit different. But I think it worked because we were just doing themes. We weren't doing episodes of shows that went too much deeper. But yeah. You're right. It, w- it was generic enough that I think we got by okay. I Honestly, I really love this episode. Um, it is a little bit all over the place, but I, I like lists. And-, and we've never done a list since th- this, so maybe eventually we'll-, we'll do another one. But, you know, the top five Nick shows, it just seemed like the place to start. Um, part of it was that, you know, there was this one podcast that I had listened to for some time prior to this, that kind of gave me the idea to, to, to sort of get this podcast started. And their topic was Nick shows. Yeah, that was the whole podcast. Now in ours, we always intended to do more, just anything that was nostalgic for us that we well, wanted. Our second to one about. was a Nick show. Yes. <laughs> so we were very good at it. Starting at us, you know, what we built that following. We're like, I hope people realize that, we're not just a Nickelodeon show. I mean, that, that will be a big part of our show, but it's not, it's not everything. It's just too much. I want to talk about. No, I agree. But I I think that it was a good place to start because you know, it's popular, right? I mean, everybody loves Nickelodeon and the second episode, we went with the most popular Nickelodeon show and the one that we both like the best, which is, are you afraid of the dark? And that just seemed like an intelligent place to start. Um, now, like you mentioned, we listened to a ridiculous amount of content, like getting prepared for this, watched a lot of it, uh, of course, as the show well, you you were actually you were not only listening to the podcast, you were actually basically watching a lot of these shows. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what spurned you towards doing the podcast is you were actually going on your own just for fun, not for a pod or anything, mm-hmm. just for fun, going back and watching the shows and you were loving it. I, I was loving texting it, me and stuff about how cool these shows were and everything. And then the podcast and then it was your idea saying, Hey, you know, we could, we could do a good job here. Yeah. I mean, I have always kind of searched for a creative outlet. I've always wanted to create something, always wanted to be um, successful at it, to be honest with you, always wanted to be able to make, if not a living, at least like some, some substantial uh, sort of existence off of art. I always thought that would be great. And, you know, I have tried many things. I've tried writing books. Um, I've tried doing a blog at one point. I did a book review blog or I actually did get a number of authors interested and got like advanced copy on a couple books that I did reviews for and things, but, um, I, nothing really stuck though. Uh, and, Part of the problem, I think, with those things is, is how solitary they were. It was just me toiling away. And w- when I thought about doing a podcast, I mean, you know, you were the obvious choice. You know, we've been best friends since college, and we've had just always so much to talk about. And in podcasts, that's all it is. It's just two guys talking about stuff. And I thought this is it. You know, if, if we are ever going to 
create any kind of lasting art, you know, this is it. And, you know, if you go back and listen to the behind the scenes we just did, we talk more about that and about our feelings toward that. But yeah, um, but before we get into the, you know, into the retrospective here, I I was sort of going to go through my list again, but did you have anything else you wanted to talk about first or? Just, I just wanted to add on to the idea of the the podcast, how you wanted to create art. And I was the same way. Just before this, I had been streaming on Twitch and I would stream and I get really anyone watching me and I'd pour my soul out for four hours. And I like the podcast because we put all this research in and then there's, there's art that's there and it'll be, it'll be there like a statue or a painting or a book. It's just there. And so you can go back and, and listen to this 10 years from now. And that's pretty cool. And I'm, I'm, I, I briefly went through my list and I just got to say, like we did a, a two-parter on pinball wizard, right? Along with midnight madness. I literally have, three sentences for pinball wizard in this top five. <laughs> I can't believe it. So just, oh, man. I feel like we're, I, I obviously I curtailed a lot of my stuff because I knew the content was going to be all over and whether or not you would rewatch the episode, I, you know, I, I didn't know, but that's crazy. The amount of depth that we've changed, so we've kind of transformed and maybe we're getting better at it too, as we do this, but going back, yeah, this will be interesting to, so yeah, once you, Lead off with your top five here. See if maybe you have any regrets. Um, yeah. Any, any shows that shouldn't have been on there. All right. Well, let's go through <laughs> here. I don't know what show you could be referring to. Uh, so uh, my top five. Okay. So the, the fifth one, I had sort of a split decision between the first three seasons of all that. Or if it was not the first three seasons, then the mystery files of Shelby Wu. Okay, so the main reason for that was that I believe that the casts of the first three seasons of all that were better than what happened in the later seasons. Uh, and after season three, there were a number of originals who had left that were just not, I didn't think is, is interesting. Um, I, I'm going to stand by this. It's a little bit of a cop-out having two choices. Um, the Mystery Files of Shelby Woo is one of those shows that is very niche, uh, that not everyone would remember. Um, I think that's why I liked it so much. I've always, I've always kind of been one of those people that gets into stuff that's a little bit less popular, a little bit side to the main culture in a way. Uh, and I think I kind of liked the show because I felt like it was almost like my secret show that like nobody else really paid attention to. Um, I do have a huge bias in my list as I go through here in favor of live action Nick shows, which is interesting because I think most people maybe barring Are You Afraid of the Dark kind of remember Nick for the cartoons, the Nicktoons. I, I might be off base on that, but that's my sense of things. But for whatever reason, I always leaned into the live action shows, the sitcoms and the, the dramas that they uh, would make. Uh, so if I was to add a cartoon to my list, like if I was to kick off my fifth picks and add a cartoon, it's tough. I think I'd probably go with either Doug or Hey Arnold. Um, and they're so different, it's hard to pick which one. 
I'm a little bit more nostalgic for Doug because um, it's older. And so I watched it like for basically my whole life uh, from when I was just a little kid. Uh, But hey, Arnold, man, it's got it brings the comedy and it also brings the, the heartfelt moments at the same time. But Doug also does that. So I don't know if I could I'd probably have another split decision, Doug or hey, Arnold here. I mean, those are very good choices yes. because obviously they made they made my top five. Yes. The only, I mean, as I went through my list, you know, the only regret is it might have been guts, honestly, because trying to do because I made the list before actually researching any of it, and I just went solely off nostalgia, and it was just it was kind of hard to slug through those five episodes because they're all kind of the same, and it was just kind of not a whole lot to it. You, as a kid, you kind of embellish the action, I think, a little bit, a little bit too much. And then you see these kids doing it. Just, it's kind of, I don't want to say it's embarrassing, but it's kind of silly. Yeah, it's and not it, as cool it, as it looked back then. Yeah, and a little uh, bit with the yeah. Hidden Temple, too, where you're kind of going back. And, yeah. and it's like it'd be hard to do more podcast episodes on those. I just I just wouldn't ever want to do a Guts episode. I would never want to even probably do a Hidden Temple one because there's really not much to talk about. But yeah, my surprise, though, with Hey Arnold and Doug, that was kind of I was kind of blown away by that. And that kind of got me thinking about doing specific episodes. And so those were the ones, you know, if we do, you know, if I am offering an opinion about shows to cover in addition to dark, definitely going to go to those. And I'd even do Shelby. Woo. I mean, I think Shelby Woo. I'd be interested to see. I probably love it. I think back. you would. Cause it's, you know, it's like you said, it's uh, since it's scripted, there's more to talk about there. And I think that's maybe why I, I lean toward these live action shows. Now I did have two game shows as well. Cause I did love the game shows and guts was just never my thing. Cause it was aimed at kids that, that like sports that were good at sports that wanted to see sports. And that was never me <laughs> at all. Uh, the only sport I've ever been into is football. And that's because I live in the Pittsburgh area and, you know, the Steelers are like a religion here. So um, that's sort of just something you can't escape if you're from this area. Um, But as to most sports, you know, I'm kind of indifferent. And so, you know, Guts didn't make my list. Now, my next two picks were game shows. And number four, I had Legends of the Hidden Temple, which you mentioned. And I agree, as much as I love Hidden Temple, and I do watch them for fun. I think they hold up decently. Um, but you're right. There's not enough to talk about to create an episode out of game shows because they're too similar. Each episode is the same. Um, my third pick was Nick Arcade. Um, and I do not regret that one either because when I was a kid, uh, you know, I was so into video games and I didn't even have the game system when I was young until I, you know, until got be a bit older. So just like watching them on TV was amazing for me. It's sort of like today how people, you know, watch Twitch or they watch YouTube playthroughs, obviously not as interactive or as long, but it's all I could get. You know, I wanted to see these games and like watching kids play the little arcade challenge for like a minute uh, was basically all I had. So, um, you know, it's, uh, I will say Phil Moore is an amazing host. He's a great host, but, um, yeah. So both of those, I, you know, I think, I think for the most part, I'm probably sticking to my list here, but 
you're right. Going forward, I don't think there's a lot we could do with the game shows. It's, it's probably better to do, you know, either live action or cartoons where there's a plot to the story. Well, I mean, with game shows, and this is another Patreon idea. What I would do is just do a live, you know, a live watch, watch an episode together. Because you could, I mean, there's tons of stuff you could say very succinctly. Talk about different kids' performances. We could even do. I don't want to say betting, but you know, we can even pick who we think is going to win it and, and choose sides and whatnot and have some fun with that and just talk about how the kids are doing. Yeah, that would be fun. How do you perform in it? Yeah, (laughs) just do like a live watch. I'd prefer that's something you could do a live watch and that I wouldn't want to do. I wouldn't want to do a live watch for something more in depth. Like, hey, Arnold, definitely not because I would want to sit down and talk for 30 minutes about one line of dialogue or something like that. (laughs) As we often do, yeah. Game shows for sure or like trivia. We could even, you know, if it's a trivia game show, we could even do some of the trivia like, uh, you know, Carmen Sandiego or whatnot. I guess guess we couldn't do the... uh, it wouldn't be interactive participation all that much, but no, I, I would have a lot of fun with it. That'd be a blast to me. Yeah, no, I think you're right in a different format. It could work, but you know, for our long form podcast, you know, we definitely need substance there. So, but yeah, it's sort of like if you're just sitting on the couch with your friends, like watching an episode of legend, of the hidden temple, like you're going to, you know, comment about the kids or the different, you're going to cheer for a certain team. You know, we could pick a team that we want to win. Um, you know, you're going to maybe try to answer like the steps of knowledge questions or uh, just sort of comment about their strategy going through the temple or whatever. I mean, yeah, I think in like a format of like us basically sitting on the metaphorical big orange couch, you know, with our <laughs> patrons, that that could work, uh, but yeah, uh, I think I think that's a good idea. So I ha- so you had guts at four, right? And I had legends of the hidden temple. No, I guts at five. I oh, guts at five. five. Okay, yeah. so so I I said my four and three. Did you want to go back? Yeah. To so those? for me, it was guts at five, Doug at four, and I'm actually going off my notes here. Me too. Even the way I write notes is different. You know, I, I like highlighted stuff. Big font, big spaces. I wasted a lot of paper here. <laughs> now I just smash everything down as as little as I can. Me too. I still have all my I still have all my print copies, signed and dated of all the early episodes too. Just That's pretty as, cool, uh, man. L- little pieces of uh, commemoration. See, Sorry I have all of mine. Million dollar Patreon. For note copies. The million dollar Patreon. You get like a piece of the aggro crag. <laughs> like that's <laughs> that's like the million dollar Patreon. But I uh yeah, see, I started out doing all of my notes by hand in like a journal, and then that's crazy, man. Yeah. Well, well I remember at, you were very until we started narrating, you were very much off course. You mm-hmm. told me, and you do a lot more public speaking than I do now. Yeah. But I'm like, I can't imagine that because I just, I need to have these notes and there's specific things I want to say in specific ways. I think back when I was, when I did competitive speaking, I'd be a lot better, but now it really helps having my ideas written down so I can just kind of, I don't really go off the cuff as much. No, it makes sense. I, I, I do go off the cuff, off the cuff quite a lot. And I, you know, I, I'm a teacher. I, I lecture all the time. And so I, I'm used to thinking of things on my feet, but I, I started writing down a lot more like when we did the narrations and um, 
I, I did the Christmas story narration um, written down still. But then when we moved over to Christmas Vacation, which um, you narrated, I, I started typing. And then um, when we did the Are You Afraid of the Dark episode after that, and these aren't out yet if, if you're listening to this, like when this was released, um, I had already written that down because we had done it for a previous like time and we didn't have time for it. Um, but our current one that we're working on, I've been... I've been typing the, the shining force one. So I think from now on, I'm going to be typing. <laughs> yeah. You'd have to. Yeah. Yeah. It helps when you're not narrating in terms of your notes. I'd say oh, yeah. about, it was about like a fourth when you know that you just, you get to respond and react and ask questions instead of yes. being the one leading the way. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So we had, um, so you had, yeah, guts so it was, and Doug it was guts, Doug hidden temple at three. Mm-hmm. Hey Arnold, and then obviously I afraid of the dark. The dark, okay. Um, yeah, I'm glad I put Doug as high. Or I'm glad I put Hey Arnold higher than Doug. I kind of remembered maybe I had Doug a little higher. Um, yeah, I think you're Doug probably did right. Hard. I mean, yeah. Arnold, those at least that select few episodes that I did was they were just a lot more poignant. And I did Agreed. go based on IMDb ratings, so I tried to get good sample sizes of like the best episodes from each show. And I definitely felt that Hey Arnold's themes were just a lot better. I felt like I liked the characters better. Um, Doug, a little bit maybe more slapstick to me, but I wonder if maybe the reason you don't you don't like the cartoons as much is because the art's so out there. You know, it's such a the characters are just so oddly formed. You know, it's just I don't know. It's kind of strange how they're how they're drawn in. It's definitely, I mean, again, cartoonish. But I wonder if maybe right. that affects it because not everyone probably likes certain light, certain art styles. Like I, for like Ren and Stimpy to me, it like makes me physically ill. Oh, I hate it. Art style. I hate and they're it. kind of bringing yeah. it back with Disney now. Like it's taking like Disney. Yeah, Disney Plus is putting it on their main page with that type of art style. It's like I don't like it. It, it, it just gives me a visceral feeling. I agree. Just, I, I'm disgust. So yes, yeah, <laughs> a show like that or like Beavis and Butthead. Even I just yeah. There's certain shows that just either scared me just based solely on the art style. Whereas with live action, you don't really have to deal with that as much. So maybe yeah, that you, has something to do with it. Regardless of topic, just literally how they're drawn can bring about a visceral reaction to me. So I don't know if maybe that was part of it for you. It probably is part of it with some of them. Uh, I don't really feel that way with like, hey, Arnold or Doug or like, but they're, yeah, like I agree with the ones you used as examples. Um, it just depends. Sometimes cartoons... I feel like like they can take things a little too far because they're cartoons. I, I kind of like the groundedness, like the reality of the live action stuff. Um, and, you know, on my list, you know, I my top two, you know, I had Clarissa Explains It All and then Are You Afraid of the Dark? And I, I would not change either of those. Like the, I have a real soft spot for Clarissa Explains It All. Uh, one of my favorites, and it was... If Are You Afraid of the Dark wasn't so just, you know, epic and iconic, I mean, Clarissa would have been my number one. And, um, and, and you know, I like the fact that we later on, we did a Clarissa episode and we also did a Sabrina episode. <laughs> so we sort of followed Melissa Joan Hart's trajectory there. You know, that was pretty interesting. But yeah, I guess I was drawn to like the real life situations. Um, I liked seeing 
the family, the darling family, just sort of living their lives. Like it was kind of fascinating to me just seeing them in their home, like do, playing their you know computer games or have talking to Sam coming in or like whatever antics they were up to. It's like relatable themes, things like uh, you know. Uh, her trying to get a job or get a car or babysitting or like whatever it happened to be. Um, so that kind of stuff just always kind of resonated with me, I guess. Um, with Are You Afraid of the Dark? I noticed on my notes, the first thing that I had written down and underlined was the word edgy. You know? <laughs> what does it even mean? <laughs> edgy like that it's like it, a teenager i'm just edgy man yeah like, man i mean what could that i like if i'm reading back notes and, and that's in my notes i would have no idea but well, what, I, what that's supposed to spawn off dialogue wise well i you know to me it meant that i thought like it was a show that i i'm kind of surprised aired on Nick, you know, because of, of it being a sort of a scary show being a, you know, a show where sometimes the kids like meet a bad end, you know, there's always that. And some of them, there's that dark twist at the end. Um, and so to me, that was kind of edgy, you know, in those days when I was a kid, um, and I, you know how you mentioned that you talked about Pinball Wizard like for like three sentences in the episode? Yeah, yeah. I, I did the same thing with the Tale of the Midnight Madness, which is my favorite. And then later on, we did them as a double feature and, and talked about them at great length. So um, if you haven't heard that, definitely check that one out. But I have yeah, no... I mean, there are definitely some of these like for Hey Arnold that I want to go back to. Doug, honestly, not really. I mean, they're kind of... A lot of them fell flat. I don't even remember talking about a lot of these episodes. I think I focused so much on that, the comic episode, kind of narr- the Steel comic episode narrating, that I don't even think I talked about a lot of these because it's just not anywhere near as, as deep as Hey Arnold was. I just didn't feel like it was even that important to talk about, outside of the cool songs and the beats and whatnot. Yeah, cool, the beats. But... It's the beats. Yeah, yeah we it's like uh, stuff like Quail Man, or it's you know, you talk about. You could, I, I have stuff about his underwear and whatnot. Ask. I have a question here. I never asked you, Matt. What is the symbol symbolism behind his clean underwear in uh, <laughs> it's Quail Man skit? So it's like, why is yeah, that? I, I have no idea. <laughs> I, see notes, I see that in my notes, and I'm like, you know what? We don't even need to talk that. about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just not gonna not gonna bring that one up. Nope. No, I, I get it, man. I, one, one way that the Doug still affects me today is there's this one, um, this one thing that I, I belong to like a newsletter, uh, for, for something that I do. And when they send out a weekly newsletter and the newsletter is called the beat. So every time I get it in my inbox, I think the beats, like in every single week, I am reminded of that. So, uh, you know, that still lives on, definitely. Um, yeah, I, I think with Hey Arnold, I was really struck by how you really got into like the emotionality behind like the Stoop Kid episode. And you also talked about the episode with like the one um, like restaurant owner, I believe he was, that was maybe from Korea, I want to say. And his whole backstory. Mr. Mr. He Young. Yes. Probably was from It was a Vietnam, I think, maybe. He was from. Yeah, he was was Vietnamese. Yeah. And amazing voice. He just wanted the simple things. A lot of these, honestly, were songs that I still sing. Like, I just sing around the house because they're just so good. 
Yeah, I mean, it's I do that again, going back to Doug, like like the I need more allowance, like all those sorts of songs. Sometimes they just pop into my head. Unbidden yeah, I mean, the beat should be a legit band. I mean, they can yeah. literally just maybe <laughs> yeah. 30 years from now when we when our generation, well, I guess 50 years from now, when our generation's gone, someone could just rip off like a beats cover band or something. There probably is one. There I'll has to be, man. Beats yeah. Cover band. Yeah, no, I think that'd be, that'd be pretty sick. Oh, easily. Um, but yeah, speaking of like, since we both picked, are you afraid of the dark for our top pick? I mean, obviously we don't regret that we've, we've done three episodes of it so far. And then there's a fourth one recorded. That's not out yet. Uh, but we have moved very much away from this format because we talked very generally about all these different episodes and shows in this, in this first episode, in the latest Are You Afraid of the Dark that we recorded, we just did one episode. You know, we've really shifted things. I mean, we're getting real deep into these episodes now. So, oh, and there's my dog back there. You probably heard him um, do his little shake that he does. Um, that's a little <laughs> Easter egg in, like, most of our episodes. You can hear him, like, shaking and, like, jingling in the background. That is not us being lazy on editing. That is an intentional... Can't, yeah, we can't, we can't cut that. That's... No. It's too good. He's part of the show, man. He every episode he's there on. So Matt's got his. He's in a room. And he's he's got a little bed for his dog behind him. He always pops up and hangs out with us for the episode. So I love that. Love having him. Here. Oh, I, I love it, man. Yeah, like so. Like our our setup here. You know, I'm in this room. It's basically like a spare bedroom. Uh, I have it set up as essentially like an office space, and we have like a day bed in here, and then we have like a small dog bed on top of the day bed. And then he often uh, just hangs out in that bed uh, during the recording sessions. So, um, but you know, if you're listening to this, I'm sure you have heard me talk about my dog many, many times uh, on the podcast. Uh, Paul, your setup is, uh, is interesting. It's interesting. You bring up setup because the, this first episode was actually a different setup. I was in my basement and I couldn't, continue in the basement because according to my wife and she's the she's pro with this kind of stuff you know i guess the acoustics were not that good because it's a wide open space and it's again in a basement and we had a furnace then it's part of the heat and cold i talked about that episode about having old men having to replace their furnaces this furnace when it kicked on would just it would just squeal squeak it was so loud and it was just yeah the room just picked up every little sound and so i moved up I, you know, I decided to upgrade myself to a studio in a, my bedroom closet, which is what I'm in. And oh man, it's it. I've I have blankets surrounding me for to dampen the audio. I've got a little twisty light that you can turn on, like a, a desk light on top of a shelf in this room. And that's that's how Matt so, so Matt can see me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It- but it works pretty well. I mean, you know, I'm not going to lie. I think our audio is pretty dang good. I mean, yeah, audio is you know. the hardest part, man. It's the hardest part to do it and trying to understand popping and different. Every little movement from your finger can can ruin. I, I, again, I'm very particular, so I say ruin. But it's, not, it's just, yeah, it's background noise. I just don't want any background noise. Nothing. Even my yeah, laptop, if it turns on you know, can with a fan bothers me. So I just like not having any background noise. Cause if you're just listening and then something pops out of nowhere, you're going to notice that. So, but again, you do a good job 
of cutting all that stuff out as much as you can, but that's the majority some, some of, of what some I of do. It we can't, some of it's kind of hard to do. Some of it we can't, especially if it's like in the middle of, of someone talking or something. And so I leave that in, but I, yeah, when we do our editing, we already explained this in the behind the scenes episode. So you can listen to that, but yeah, the, the majority of what I do on my end of the editing is just get cleaning up stuff like that. Uh, so it's kind of meticulous, it's not hard, but it just, you have to listen through it and bit by bit, you know, take out these sounds. And, and so that can take some time, but uh, yeah, I think it makes for a better listening experience. Uh, of course we did mention in our behind the scenes episode that, you know, that and this, the retrospectives are completely unedited just so we can put it out. You know, we've limited time, <laughs> limited resources. Yeah. And so, you know, these might sound, they'll still be decent, but you might hear more popping, more breaths, more space in between comments and things. But overall, I think it'll still be a good experience. Yeah. Ideally we have a studio again, we have different rooms. We have the same mic, but different rooms, different audio levels, different computers we're using. So our audios are always, our voices are different. So it's hard trying to sync the audio in a way that's not, too crazy where one person's too loud and one person's too soft. And again, we're just talking, we're not professional podcasters. So we're just kind of talking the way we normally talk and I'll go really low sometimes. And then I'll just pop out with it. You know, if I get excited about a point, my hands start flinging around and I make loud noises that just sometimes, sometimes it, it doesn't pop or it, it, you can't correct it because it gets so high. Oh yeah. I've experienced that too. I mean, you know, we, um, I think we both have fantastic voices, but we don't necessarily have uh, the, the training per se. So, I mean, that's, you know, well, but... the, the worst for me was that Disney episode, because I, even just understanding how audio works, you don't really know until the end. I know that we use uh, Zencaster to record and it gives us little blips, but it's hard to know what you can and can't do. And like, and, and, and that Disney episode, my audio is so high. I was, it's, it, but once you get too high, it's impossible to bring it down. So, this at least, you know, we, we've gotten very stable in terms of the audio. I feel I, I have it set a little bit low, so I have to go in and amplify, but I can always amplify my voice, cannot reduce it once it goes. Cause it'll actually, once you go too high on the sound, it cuts it out. Like it literally cuts out the word pretty much. And so it, it blows out your eardrums no matter what you can do, but man, navigating that's the hardest part, you know, get once we can get a studio and like a sound engineer or some like a producer of any capacity to just handle that. Oh, it'd be a big relief not to have to worry about that stuff. Well, it looks like we're getting past and there's a pop that. right there. You just put on a pop. I did for the <laughs> mic. Cause I had my mic turned I, off. I just, I just left go. my mic on this whole time. Cause I didn't, you know, I didn't want to, I did. Whatever, uh, no matter what I do, it pops. It always does. Like, yeah. If I do it on the mic or the computer, you get a pop. So I was like, well, forget it. I'll just leave it on. And that way our background noise will, will be one. No, I did. I did leave it on the whole time up until that last one because um, my dog was up moving quite a lot. <laughs> um, so I mean, we're you know we're well past the half hour mark here. I, I will say on the next uh, retrospective, we will be going to episode two, in which we rather ambitiously decided to cover five episodes of Are You Afraid of the Dark <laughs> in one episode. A lot of fun. But... It was a lot of fun, but and, and there was probably a lot we left on the table that we could have talked about. So I, I'm sure with five episodes here, uh, we'll have quite a lot to say on the next one. So I will bid all of you guys 
a good evening, a good, you know, whatever it is when you're listening to this. Um, any parting words, Paul? No, I would just appreciate you. See you the next time. And yeah, maybe we could talk about, because I know I had to cut out a lot for my notes for that Are You Afraid of the Dark? So I'm excited to kind of go back in. But once you see you're at, you know, the hour and a half mark on episode three, you're like, okay, we got to we gotta hurry this up. Plus, of course, you have, you know, you have to wake up the next morning for work, so. Yeah, it doesn't but help again, that I get up at like about like five fifteen, <laughs> five thirty in the morning. So yeah. No. Um, all right. Well, uh, we'll see you guys next time when we return to the nineteen nineties.